All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? What's up? We are we're now operating like the Brooklyn Nets. So you're gonna get like two of us, you know what I mean, every day for a little bit until we all come together, maybe, if it ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So today, obviously, Darnell, hey man, you know, my apologies. Y'all, y'all fought. But, um, you know, just two back-to-back losses against the Nets and the Hawks to be out of the play-in. What, what, are, your, what, are, your, what, are, your, what are your feelings right now? Um, we, get our, we get our pick back. So, honestly, and I didn't think, like, this wasn't the collective that we wanted to try to make a run with. So, yeah. even though it would have got them extra experience – for them to be in the playoffs to get that, you know, at least four games of detailed scouting and having the other team scout against you and having to figure out how to combat that, even though, you know, that would have been great. But without Colin there, it just – it was bittersweet. It was a little bit like – in the way it, – it, it was like a great start to the game, obviously – they had a 14-point lead at one point, 10-point halftime lead, and then Trey happened, and they had no answers. They, I wasn't in love with our rotations, but, like, this we, – we know the story of the Cavs. Like, it's it, – you know, we've been talking about it. So, they've dealt with so many injuries, and it's just not their season. And it's nothing wrong with that because this was a season where it was house money, in my opinion, anyway. So – I'm not too upset about it. So at least they didn't get blown out. Like it was a six point loss. Like that's not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. It didn't get blown out last night. You didn't lose to the Nets. It seemed like to me, the crowd was like kind of carrying you guys for a little bit. The crowd and Laurie marketing, mm-hmm. um, at least last night, I think against the Nets, you know, no disrespect, but without Jared Allen against the Nets, you guys really didn't have much of a chance in that game. I know it kind of got close, but it seemed like they were just, you know, anytime they wanted to, it's just because it's Katie and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Just it was what it was. Last night, though, it seemed like obviously you guys have a great chance. Now, I was kind of – I wasn't fully watching, but Capella left the game, right, around the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know – I don't remember if you – I don't know if you remember me saying this, but I was saying that – or I don't even know if I said it on air, honestly. But I was saying that I think Okongu was better than Capella. We were talking about some game. And it was like every time Okongu was on the court, he just wasn't missing shots. And it just seemed like it opens the floor a little bit for Trey because he can do something. <laughs> that doesn't mean, you know what I mean, he's like a great center, but he can take a dribble. He can pass the ball. You know what I mean? He can still catch the oops and everything like that. Whereas Capella, he catches it. He's going to go up. You know, and the thing about Capella and the difference between Capella and Okongu is Okongu can move his feet a lot better at this stage of, you know, their careers. And that was just something that Capella couldn't do. He couldn't like he can't like get out to the three point line. Like that's not his game. Like he's going to stay in the paint. We know what he brings. And Okongu brings a different energy. And it's the energy I don't think we really could have matched. I don't. Obviously, Jared Allen was playing with one hand. He could barely catch the ball. You know what I mean? Like his some of his finishes, you see, you see, like he just made sure he didn't touch the rim with his left hand at all. 
Like it was that much paid for him. So a lot of the times where you saw like a, a Darius drive, you would see Evan or you would see a Jared go for a lob and try to just tap it in. Like it just overall, like it was a, this wasn't the the display of the Cavs like at their peak. So just played the wrong team at the wrong time. Yeah, interesting you said that because like I said, I, I the most I caught of the game, I was mm-hmm. actually out with Chili's. Uh, Chili's not bad. Um, <laughs> but I was I was watching it, so I was watching on the screen. It was mostly the second half because whatever yeah. I was working during the first half. Mm-hmm. So I, I was wondering what was up with the Cavs and they weren't. I did notice. It's funny because my my boss or whatever he doesn't he doesn't watch basketball. He actually, he basketball. He don't he don't watch basketball. But he was like, I made the comment. I was like, honestly, I feel like with Jared Allen, like they could have beat you guys. And then he's watching the game. He's like, this is the Jared Allen like you think could have beat y'all. And I was like, I didn't know the exact situation, but I was like, this. I didn't I didn't even kind of internally think that it wasn't the same Jared Allen because I really wasn't watching. I was like, I mean, maybe I don't know the Hawks are better matchup, but like you're saying, mm-hmm. if can't catch oops that's the whole offense like that's the entire offense of the team and yeah. i mean and, and i think like garland kind of you know did what he could the first game but he's not he's not gonna be a guy who can just carry you scoring wise nor do you, he can uh, carry you scoring wise like he can, but i wouldn't but bank on it in a game like this you know what i mean what i would say is Darius just he's just not at that level yet to where he can there, go shot for shot with a Trey Young or a Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you know, not his fault. It's his second year, right? Third year. Third. Yep. He might get there. He might not. Either way, Darius Garland is definitely someone you can build around. You can definitely, I would say, have on a championship team. Um, just Second of half of the season, he was averaging, like, 25 and 10. Like, he took a step after his oh, – yeah. even, even after his – he was only averaging 21 and, like, 8 for his All-Star campaign, but – Second half of the season, he even took a, a, another lead. You know, Darius Garland is he's a really, really good player. It's just like you said, and I wonder how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's at all a little, I don't know, unfair that you guys are a seven seed that that missed? I know we we've seen, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but a lot of we've seen already in two years three, seven, and seven or eight seeds kind of fall out. So how do you feel about that? Just like I know you said it's not your year, but what are your what are your thoughts on I, I guess the play in and how it affected you guys this year? See, I go back and forth. Like it's honestly like from a from a fan's experience, from like all right, this was so I'll put it this way. This is my first experience with the play in, right? Like I was in the play in last year, didn't have any like, but now I'm in I was investing in the play in this year. Yeah. And I don't think it like I don't yeah it was obviously the Sixers weren't in the play in last year neither were the Raptors so nah. this is the first time any of us have actually been in the play in yep and I can like I don't like it. I I don't love it I really don't like from but like I get it why the NBA wants to do this it generates extra revenue but the fact that it doesn't count towards the regular season stats doesn't count towards the playoff stats is just this weird bubble and then they're going to add this mid-season tournament that's a whole nother issue but it just seems like I just don't like the fact that you can work 82 games and battle through all of these injuries and then 
you don't really see the season through at the end because you lost one or two games against two teams who probably shouldn't have been where they were at in the play in any way either. Like it. Yeah. But at the same time, like it, it, I sound like I'm a, just a sore loser because oh. it's like you just lost. Like if you won, you wouldn't be saying this, but yeah. that's the feelings that you have. And I mean, I'm okay with it. Like, it is what it is. Eventually, like you, you adjust, you get used to it. Like, we lost. It is what it is. But it, it was a one game single elimination type deal. Like, I, it's hard to take weight. Like, large. Like, I can't really take away much from it from the game. Like, because it wasn't a true series. It was only one game. Yeah. So it's not like a postseason. But it's it had like it definitely had the playoff. It had a post a playoff feel for sure. I honestly think my biggest issue with it mm-hmm. is they're saying it's not a playoff game. That doesn't make any sense to me at this point. Yeah, you know? saying that like the things that you do in the game won't be counted as playoff records. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I don't like that. Um. Like, let's say, I guess a little ridiculous. Like, Anthony Edwards had a 30-point playoff game. This rookie debut mm-hmm. is what happened, you know? Um, let's see. Carnivay Town stunk in the playoffs two days ago. That's what happened. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Darius Garland in his playoff debut had 32, and he lost to the Nets. Yep. I agree in the first game of postseason. Didn't miss it. Like, this is, that's just what it was, right? Mm-hmm. But, lose two of those games as a 7-8 or you lose one of those games as a 9-10, you're done, you know? Mm-hmm. CJ came through in two playoff games. Two, they had to win. Like, they're down 3-2 in a series and you win. So, so to me, it's it's like, you, you can't really, that's the part for me that I really don't like. It's like, how are you going to say it's not a playoff game? But I think like the NBA, like, we're 2022. They have all of the statistics. Like, so it's not like they can't adjust it later, but it makes no sense right now. It's stupid. Like, everyone knows it's the playoffs. Like, it's officially the playoffs. Like, it might have been a question before, before we seen the format and what it looks like on TV, but this is the playoffs. I think the other interesting thing about it, right, is now, like, you have a situation where this year, for instance, I don't think, who knows, but let's just talk about a little bit. The Clippers also missed. They were in the same situation kind of as you guys. They were in eight seed. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, two years ago, and they missed. And people were talking about Ty Lue, Ty Lue as coach of the year. It's a little bit like what we talked about with Steph last year. Like, can you be MVP if he ends up missing the playoffs? But we didn't know if he would, you know I mean, end up missing the playoffs or not. Yeah. So it was like one of those kind of things. What, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Like that, that whole situation with, I guess, I guess if you're the seven eight seed, you know, you can't get any maybe you'll get a six man of the year, but you can't really get any major awards because you might end up like the playoffs. But the thing about that is if you're in, if you're locked into play in by the regular by the end of the regular season, all of those votes are in before the play in even starts. So it's not like he can get docked now for it. True, true. That's that's a good point. I guess I guess it's just like how I guess it's perceived. I mm-hmm. mean I Ultimately, ultimately, I agree with you. Like, you're right. Um, they're going to eventually change, like, you know, the way, whatever, that they view the play in. It's a playoff game. It was clear. 
if it wasn't a playoff game, like I, I look at it like this. What are you what are they playing for? Yeah. They're playing for a championship right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're playing for like donations to a charity or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I agree. And and I feel like how do I say it? Like exactly like what you're saying. It's kind of it's a tricky thing, right? Like I personally liked it, not gonna lie, but my team is in it. Um, but for me, it was, I mean, last night was, well, yesterday was great. See, again, I didn't, how was Pelicans Clippers? I, uh, Dom pointed out, he's like, Pelicans are smoking the Clippers. Oh, I shout out Dom. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he was recently on a video podcast with our guy, Lou. So we'll find a way to post that for you guys as well. Somewhat. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. I gotta check that out. Yeah. And he, uh, changed his finals pick. So there you go. <laughs> I know, right? What a loser. And not do that. Like, he copied our son's Bucks pick, but it's fine. You cannot change your pick, like, just because Luca strained his calf muscle in the last game of the season. Uh, in fairness, Luca, I think he's going to miss game one. but And possibly game two. Damn, yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. Bro, not the fucking – are they playing the Jazz? Mm-hmm. Damn. Actually, that starts at 1 o'clock, too. Never thought I'd say this, but damn, I kind of wish fucking they were at least playing Jokic. I'd rather see Jokic <laughs> this this bullshit. They're already trying to fire the best coach they've ever had, other than Jerry Sloan, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're trying to fire dude for no reason. They already Donovan like get me out of here, and they're about to win a playoff round. Unless we can come back from two zero. I mean, he, who knows if they'll even play at this point. So, I mean, that looks fair. But he also changed the Celtics to the Bucks. That's the one for me. Well, you I mean, you can't change that one. There's no excuse for that. But, hey, it is what it is. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out Luke. Um, but, yeah, they, you know, forget, forget what I was talking about. Here we go. Oh, so, but he was pointing out <laughs> that the Pelicans were up big on the Clippers. They um, And then the Clippers made a comeback. Clippers, and I was like, I mean, I don't think they do have a Paul George. I kind of have a theory, conspiracy. You know, I'm good for those. But I have a theory that they just told Paul George, hey, look, man, we, we don't really want to make the playoffs, bro. We're, we're kind of tired. Let's just go ahead on. We don't need to get swept by the Suns. That will do nothing. Let's go ahead on. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And then Dom said to me, he was like, man, the Pelicans were beating them with Paul George. And I was like, I don't think that's true. And end up. Clippers end up doing what they do, which is fight for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. all odds. And, you know, they had to leave and the Pelicans came back, ended up closing it out. So a couple questions. Mm-hmm. A, one, what do you think of the Clippers, I guess, going forward? As, you know, this is one of the – are they one of the most disappointing teams in, like, NBA history? You know what's funny about the Clippers? Um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. Don't ask why, but – I was bored yesterday and um, they were talking about the Clippers and they were asking, okay, this is year three of Paul George and Kawhi. I think they don't have another draft. They don't have their draft pick until like 2027. Was it worth it? Damn. See, see, I damn. You know what's funny about that? Mm-hmm. The Clippers are now in the situation where 
they're kind of one of the I don't want to say one of the premier franchises in the NBA, but they're definitely up there. I would say top of my head, top 10, 12 brands in the NBA. And the reason that happened, obviously, is because of Lob City, everything like that. And mm-hmm. we all viewed, despite everything, Lob City as a disappointment. Mm-hmm. So this team has not gotten further than them, and they haven't even done it as much. They haven't even given us as many, you know, I mean, moments. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the, they they haven't made the conference final. They they've never made the conference finals. No, nope, as a franchise, they've never made the conference finals. So no. Yikes! So, yeah, it's pretty bad. But the overall, like, it was two people on the podcast, and they both said, even though it sounds crazy, they would still do it again because they got the star power, they got the branding, they have even though the branding. Yeah. They would I mean, do it again, and they're yeah. set up to return next year to be a a real contender in the West because they have all the wings in the world. They do. They have every wing in the, in the league. Now, the question is, is one of their most important player ever play? That's a whole different question. Like yeah, that's, I, the, that's the that's whole the whole big question, question, right? Oh, that's the entire that's the entire team. You know, and yeah. we actually it was funny because we were watching them play the Timberwolves. By the way, shout out to Timberwolves, man. We'll talk about y'all in a minute. But we were watching um, them play the Timberwolves, and it was like they're kind of easy to guard. They do have a bunch of wings, but none mm-hmm. of them are really great at driving, and they all kind of shoot threes, which is cool. But it's as soon as you know Carl Anthony Towns finally fouled out and the Timberwolves made a run, which you know I'm bringing that one up again. Just proves my cat point, but hey, you know, that is what it is. But as soon as he left the court and they were able to then make everything switchable, Timberwolves came right back and won the game because they had, you know, had two guys who could take you off the dribble and go to the basket. And the Clippers only had three-point shooters, and they couldn't find this matchup. You know, and that's honestly yeah. what it came down to. So if they don't have Kawhi, that's what they are. There's a team with a bunch of shooters who aren't great shooters, they're good shooters. I mean, they don't have any sharp shooters. They can't. They can play good defense. They're all the the team is all built around Kawhi being unstoppable in the mid range. That's it. That's just what it is. It's perfectly constructed for them to do that, right? You yeah. got Paul George who can rise up a level above everybody else on the team and be that second guy. He proved that. Don't want to take anything away from you know Paul George. He even stepped up against the Timberwolves. He did his team thirty five. Whatever. He fa- he found his way to score his unorthodox 35. He found his way to be honestly, he found his way to be like a better James Harden in the postseason. I can hold you. That's what it looked like. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's just gonna flop his way to the line. But he he was like, Oh, these guys are inexperienced. They keep fouling me. Let me just get to the line. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna foul me all game. Um, but again, as we know, that doesn't work in the fourth quarter, but Paul George snapped in the third. But they just didn't have that, you know, enough Kawhi. So, to me, it, it all is going to come down to Kawhi. And I just don't think you can ever bank on that. I just don't. Because I actually think if he played, he might be the best player in the league. But but we've always said that. We're like, man, Kawhi could be the best player in the league if he was just out there play, playing the games. It's the biggest problem, man. Availability. Bad problem, man. 
I think that's the worst problem you can have. Not being available, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's the end of your career if you're not available. Ask Greg Oden. Yeah. I mean, cool. I just get my checks. It's like to me at this point. But um, yeah, so I kind of kind of tease it a little bit. But what did you what did you see from you know the Timberwolves? Them actually making their first postseason. I saw the greatest celebration ever. Two nights ago. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It was two nights ago. Yeah. The greatest celebration ever. Yeah. I saw Minnesota. Like they had their moment under the sun. And I wasn't mad at it. Like a lot of people were. I wasn't that mad at it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't make the if you don't make the playoffs, like in like 14 years or however long their drought was, or once, twice in 14 years. Like, celebrate. I get yeah, it. Yeah, they did it once since 2004. That was the Jimmy Butler team. Yep. Um, but I think Jimmy, Jimmy got hurt in the middle year, and then they got swept. Mm-hmm. Might get swept again. But who knows? Yeah, but, like, I don't understand people that want to, like, everyone can't be the Lakers. You can't just only hang up championship banners. Like, you have to, you know, celebrate those victories along the journey. But it's ain't about bro, bro. It's not about the Timberwolves. You know this. It's about Pat Bev. About Pat Bev. By the way, I, I have to say, okay. Pat Bev was amazing. They were completely distraught with him off the court. They couldn't do anything. I was like, damn, he really came in and changed the game. And then he had the play, which might have been one of the best plays I've ever seen. They ended up, they ended up, you know, not letting them do it. But just the, if you remember the jump ball, just mm-hmm. him just like bothering Marcus Morris into just slapping him consistently. And the ref was like, all right, I'll give you guys a double tech. But mm-hmm. Marcus Morris already had a tech. So that would have led to an ejection. And it was so crazy because Pat Bev, as soon as he did it, I was like, wait a minute. That's Marcus Morris' second. He's like, what are you? Now he gives that look to the ref. The ref ultimately rescinds it. Just like no, no, no. It's just a, it's just a tech on Pat Bev, whatever the case may be. But it's like stuff like that. I'm like, damn. Wish we had Pat Bev for real. Honestly, we'd be a much better team. And I think you know, it's just, it's like the Timberwolves were a team we always saw with all this talent. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it. It's tough because as important as he is, I still think Ant is, I guess, the most important. But I think they're like one, one A, right? Yeah, I can agree D-O with that. There too. See, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm I'm a known I'm a known center hater for starters, but I'm definitely a known cat hater. For sure. You've been a cat hater for a long time. And everything I every and what was I wrong is the question. I can't say so. <laughs> I will say this. I will say in the third quarter he did start snapping, but then he just pushed dude in the back. His last two fouls to foul the game, he literally pushed dudes in the back. Pretty like, much. Like, 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 why? Yeah. <laughs> like, one offense, like, what are you doing, dude? But, again, that's not the worst part. The worst part is you see what Pat Bev does. You see – they have two guys out there who are defensive specialists. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers were just like, all right, we're going to go away from them, you know? They mm-hmm. couldn't even – trying to go Marcus Morris on Anthony Edwards. They couldn't really do that. So they're like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to get Paul George going. We're just going to put him on this pick and roll with Cat. 
And then Paul started going crazy. Either draw on a foul, they're getting a three every time. And I was like, this is the issue, right? Yep. But on top of him just not scoring. Um, and I just, hey, man, it is what it is. I, I think I, I always make these decisions kind of too fast. I'm trading them. I'm not going to hold you. That's what I'm doing. I'm letting Ant just take the show. It's Ant's team. But you can't really trade him only because of D'Angelo Russell. That's yeah, you can't trade him. But that's 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 where my mind would be. They gotta keep him. Got a playoffs, whatever. But this is what I just see the ceiling, right? It took all of Pat Bev's, you know what I mean? All his leadership, all his annoyance. <laughs> and so uh, ultimately, you know, we'll see. But what do you think? What do you think about the Timberwolves? Obviously, this year. What do you think about that game? And uh, I know you said the celebration. But what do you What do you think about Ant and kind of his emergence? Because he, he played great. He was amazing. Man, like he's I can't. All I can say is I can't wait to see three thirty today, Memphis versus Minnesota. Because I want to see Ant versus Ja. Yeah, that's gonna be a good matchup. I yes. doubt they guard each other. Probably Ant, Ant might guard. Uh, they probably get matched up on each other during switches, but. And will probably more likely guard Ja than Ja will guard Ant, but it's gonna be a good, gonna be a good matchup. And again, honestly, if I'm being honest, like if you look at him, if Cat could just literally do what he does, mm-hmm. that's a good matchup for them. Now the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies do play great defense, so I, I we do have to see how like Russell. You know what I mean? Can deal with that because Russell obviously is a key. I think yeah. Ant will be fine enough because I think he just is built like that. But I think Russell may struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And well, one of the two has to do it. But I think they could really fight with them. Um, I think I got the Grizzlies winning. But again, the Grizzlies against that playoff experience thing, it's never been here before. And um, one one question actually, I was going to ask you about the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I don't – do you consider the play and, like, playoff experience? To me, those felt like playoff games. I think that was playoff experience. That's definitely playoff experience. It's like we get the playoff experience, a little bit of it. We get a taste of the playoff experience. I, w- I didn't want them to, like, go home fat and happy, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't – I want them to feel snubbed. I want them to feel like they have something to prove still. I still want them to have that chip on their shoulder going into the next season because yeah. – it's going to be different because teams aren't going to be expecting them to be this bottom feeder of the, of the East next year. They're yeah. expecting them to be a team that, when healthy, can play with some of the best teams in the league. So that's what I want them their outlook to be. That's what I want their approach to be. Yeah. And, yeah, that's the best way to do it. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. Mm-hmm. To be honest, all this I guess about is honesty. Early in the game, last game, one of my coworkers, I promise you, he said this. First half, he was like, I got Trey going for 37. I'm watching, and I'm like, I don't know about all that. And I've just been, like, seeing Trey's here. I was like, I don't know. But I doubted my guy, Trey. Same one who called him, you know what I mean, best player in the league. So, But, I mean, he did what he does, 31 in the second half. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the game, and it, it was almost like the closer it got, I was like, oh, no. You could just feel it. Just feel it. It was like, oh, Trey is just doing doing the thing that he does. Where he's just like, I'm the best player. 
out here. And it was really- it's like it's hard because like Kevin Love, like some of the bet, like when you look at what the Cavs did this year, you have Jetty Osmond who had a bounce back year. Kevin Love had one of the best years of well, I wouldn't say wouldn't say that at all, but he had a really good year off the bench. Mm-hmm. And those two players didn't like Kevin Love played and scored like three points, maybe. Jetty didn't play at all. And you got a lot of minutes from a guy named Ray John Rondo. And yeah, sorry to say it, but Rondo did not bring anything to the table at all. Bro, they were talking about him being like an assistant for the Lakers next year. I don't know why they played him so much. I get they wanted to see if it was any playoff Rondo magic there, but no. Not a good idea. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Be back so, coaching, baby. So the Cavs obviously need to address a couple positions next year. We'll see what they do, but yeah, that's where they are. Back to my ice tray soliloquy. Go ahead. I'm doing it. I think I did it on the podcast before, but I'm doubling down. Taking them over the heat. Taking the hawks. Taking try. I'm taking the heat. Give me try. Give me Miami. I want, I want to try. Need it. I just think I think it's going to continue to rise, man. I really do. I don't see it. Don't see it. Nope. No, I because again, I was having is John Collins not playing? No, he's not playing. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, John, maybe. Yeah, Without John, it's questionable. I but fuck it. We're here. I don't, I don't waver on my picks with some people I know. <laughs> How do you go waver on your pick and then just pick what we picked? It's crazy, right? Yeah, when I talked to Dom, man, I had to give him a piece of my mind. That's wild. <laughs> it's really switched up. Yeah. Nah, he was, in fairness, he was on the podcast with somebody who picked the Sixers. Nah, I mean, to win the final. Or what? By the way, okay, real quick, last note before uh, we head out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was obviously starting their series today at six. I have eighty dollar bets on the Sixers to lose. Okay, yeah, it's a nice little bet right there. First round, yeah, with uh, some of my coworkers. Easy money. That's Maybe easy that. money right there. That is easy money. Yeah, they were like, oh, "There's no way the Sixers are losing." I was like, "Okay." And, and my boss wants to. <clears throat> my boss wants to ask. He's like, "How how can you pick against your team?" I was like, "I did it last year and made money." Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's what yeah. I did. That's the Hawks, and I'm doing it again. <laughs> he was like, he he really said the words. He's like, you take too much of the regular season into account. I was like, you don't take enough of the regular season into account. And is James Harden a postseason player? Like, am I missing something? Exactly. In postseason people ratchet up, and we don't talk about this, right? But Embiid doesn't ratchet it up in the playoffs. I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. Unless he's playing the Wizards. This is the only time. He doesn't have, like, another gear to take it to because he's not in that kind of physical condition. Because he gets 15 free throws a game. No, this is – that's the reason. It's the 15 fucking free throws, and he's going to get seven. So we'll see. But the Raptors are going to game plan for him. They're going to be like, all right, Matisse. And I think they're going to come out here and make a statement because everyone's saying, 
oh, Matisse is so important. People do not realize that he really still can't shoot. And they're just no, going to double can't. off of him and make him shoot because yeah. that's what the nurse is going to do. And it's just going to be like, okay, so now James Harden's going to dribble, dribble, dribble and pass it to Matisse for a late shot clock three. It's going to happen a lot. Or Danny Green. No, know? it's going to be Danny Green now. Danny might hit him. Danny might hit him. But yeah, he, also he has a chance to hit him. We know He's Matisse ain't going to hit him. Yeah. But they got to play Matisse. They got Because Fred is going to be there. It's a bad matchup, man. It really is. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with the Cavs. They have like they have to play Isaac Gokoro for his defense, but everyone knows he's just gonna sag off of him on offense. Yep. Because he can't shoot. He's a oh, yeah. he probably a, a little better shooter than Matisse, but it's the same issues. Yeah. I mean, that's so look forward to that at six. I got Raptors in six. Yeah, Raptors in six. Yeah, I got Raptors and yeah, I got Raptors. I don't know how many games. I'll probably lean in towards six too, though. Six just makes sense. I just know we're not winning a game seven, anyways. Not in. I can't maybe, see them maybe winning a little games. Sixers, maybe a little Sixers two one lead, two one lead, losing six. I see that. Yeah. Perfect way to end Doc's uh, Sixers tenure. <laughs> just the old classic Doc right there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I am uh, about to head and work here. Um, All right. So, honestly, man, thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you guys for listening. We're gonna have a lot more postseason co- content for you guys. Um, keep you updated on, you know, me swindling these guys for their money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yes, sir. For Darn now, this is Demetrius, and um, until next time. Later. <laughs>